Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello there and welcome to a new edition of Around the Hearn. Big guest tonight, basketball coaches aplenty. St. Henry head basketball coach Eric Rosenbeck talking about his team who gets started on Friday in the uh, tournament and kind of how the season has gone up to this point. And the coach of the OAC champion, Ohio Northern women, Mark Hillsman, is also on the show. His team finding out their fate in the NCAA tournament. They will travel to uh, Pennsylvania and Scranton. Looking for Michael Scott and a couple of wins this weekend. You'll hear all about what he's uh, thinking about, what is going on. But we have a dandy of uh, tournament games going on in Northwest Ohio tonight. Actually, most of which in the next hour or so as I tape this. Boys games up in Upper Sandusky has got Defiance up there. And we're at Salina. That's on uh, K94. Bath at Napoleon, I believe, is WNDH. Up that way, Arcana Versailles is on the Tiger. Carrie and Liberty Benton. Columbus Grove and Bluffton on Z Sports Live. And that game is sold out, from what I'm told. Hicksville and Ottawa Hills. Tenora on a Torah Rams Sports Live. My dude Keith giving you the uh, play-by-play between Eastwood and Tenora. Paulding at Delta, Mansfield-Madison getting ready to hook horns with the uh, Toledo City League champion, Lima Senior Spartans, and Rushi in the sectional finals. Why? Because things move quicker in the south. Take it on Tri-County North. Tuesday night games, you got four tennings at Parkway. New Bremen at Ridgemont. Four recovery at USV at Waynesville-Goshen and Marion Local. Collide at Miller City should be a good one. That's on the WZOQ radio. Myself and Nate Stidham. On the uh, call of that one, Continental at Crestview. Jefferson at Lipsick. Where's my GPS? Says Leipzig. Botkins and Triad, Fort Lormie and Franklin Monroe, Jackson Center and Covington. The last three are all sectional final games. Again, why? Because the South. Friday night, Van Buren or Elmwood will travel to Ottawa to take on the Titans, the uh, champions of the Western Buckeye League. Upper Sandusky or Defiance will go to the Fieldhouse in Elida. Ken and St. Mary's, always a good one. Salina or Van Wert will go to Shawnee. Wampak and Anthony Wayne. Corey Rawson or Lincoln View at Delta St. John's in the Vatican. Knoxville against either LCC or Ada on the road. St. Henry will host the winner of a Perry and Temple Christian. Minster gets Mary Local and Waynesfield. These are good games. Carey and Liberty Benton. Whoever wins that one kind of survives it. We'll travel to Coldwater to the Palace, the site of maybe the craziest ending. Of all the games that have taken place, young Cam Elwer with the uh, game winner in the corner with the four hands in front of him to claim the Mac. Lips again at Douglas Jefferson. Winner goes to the uh, launch pad at Pinaragoboa. Parkway or Fort Jennings will head to see uh, Keith Newendorf in Audeville. Ayersville or Holgate will go to Antwerp and visit the Archers. Bluffton or Grove, they'll travel to Wayne Trace and Wayne Trace Team uh, coming off of a heartbreaking loss to Audeville by a point, despite 23 from Kyle Stoller the other night, missing one of their big guns throughout the course of the year. And Waite will uh, travel to the Flag City to take on Finley. Girls games just won really in the area on Wednesday night. It'll be Botkins and Jackson Center in a, a district semifinal. Thursday night, the uh, Midwest Athletic Conference gets in a full swing in Wapak as usual. Minster and Bremen in the early game. Uh, Marion Local and St. Henry in the uh, late games. Those are on a K94 or K943.com. 
Parkway Auto Glendorf will uh, lock it up at 6 o'clock in Elida. That'll be uh, one half of that district because Allen East and Jefferson meet much different teams. Allen East is actually the favorite in that game by the, looking at the seating there, the two. Jefferson's the three. That's the uh, late game at the Fieldhouse. Winners we'll talk about in just a second. Bath and Liberty Benton, that's always a good one. Brian and Rogers will be at Miller City after Rogers has taken out a couple of teams in the WBL already. Wapak and Anthony Wayne and Finley and Toledo, that's Notre Dame Academy, they're pretty good, will square off at Lake High School. Crestview goes all the way to Defiance to take on Stryker. Audeville Miller City at Audeville Glendorf in the early game. Grove and Collider in the late game. Those games on Z Sports Live as well. And then Patrick Henry and Toledo Christian. This is the uh, late Thursday night slate. Means Saturday. We're looking at district finals in the uh, south side. Rushi against either Bakkins or Jackson Center. Loramie against either Fayetteville Perry or Middletown Christian. And then the uh, final from Wapak at 6 has Minster Orton Bremen. Taking on either Marin or St. Henry. 6 o'clock in Elina. Actually, it's 6 o'clock in Ottawa. Grove and Kaleida against either Ottaville or Miller City. The game in Elida is actually 2 o'clock. OG against either Allen East or Jefferson, presuming that the uh, Titans beat Parkway. That's uh, not an easy task. Basketball Players of the Year around the area. Gracie Freiberger wins the WBL Player of the Year for Shawnee, despite not winning the league. That the uh, Coach of the Year goes to uh, Troy Yant. Titans get three out of the four awards. Tyson McLaughlin wins the uh, Coach of the Year on the other side. With his second straight title, Colin White wins his third straight Player of the Year. For the young men, Ren Sheets, the NWC Player of the Year, and Kevin Sensiball, who's going to coach in his 500th career game on a Friday night when the uh, Bearcats get started, is the Coach of the Year. Liv Lindemann on the girls' side and her mom, Denise, the uh, Player of the Year and the Coach of the Year. PG, well-represented. Mike Lee, the Coach of the Year. Aiden Harris as the Player of the Year. Good dude in Tyler Boris, named the TAC and Division 7 Northwest District Coach of the Year at Toledo Christian. No surprise, Javante Hill in the first year in the NLL with a uh, Player of the Year accolade already. Jim Rucky, the head coach of the Trojans, is the Coach of the Year. In the conference, Ava Unrass for Marion Local is the Player of the Year in the MAC, and that's the easiest part of how this goes because Beth Stribe is the uh, Coach of the Year along with Mike Wiss. Tracy White from Versailles and Nate Yulenhake from St. Henry because they all tied for the conference win. The uh, MAC list not out yet, but I got a sneaking suspicion that young Cameron Elwer, the uh, Delta St. John's prodigy, is probably going to win that. And because they won the league, Aaron Elwer is a dad and a head coach. We'll take the coach of the year honors. Bowling on the boys' side, Coldwater and Otto Glendorf, each with their boys' team going to state. They'll bowl on Friday. First time the Titans have made it in another return trip for the Cavaliers. Swim and dive, Napoleon on the girls' side finishes 13th in Division II at the state contest last week. 8 of 24th, OG 36th, Versailles 45, Bakken's 46, Shawnee 48, Defiance 52, Archbold 57. Boys' side has St. Mary's going 45, Napoleon 52, Salina 55, and Bluffton 69. This is a long segment, too, because there's a lot to get to. Uh, the uh, sectionals at Clyde in the D2 uh, wrestling world 
a, a couple of days ago. Wapakoneta finished third in the uh, sectionals at Defiance. St. Mary's finished fourth, usually meaning the uh, top handful of teams go into the districts. Van Wert was fifth, Salina was sixth. Defiance, Shawnee, Bath, seven, eight, nine. Zane Russell from Wapakoneta finished second in the 106 in front of Owen Bates of Van Wert and Jeremiah Sisko from St. Mary's. Quinn Simmons finished third in the uh, 113 for Defiance. Carson Pummel from Wapak, which I still think is a great wrestling name. He goes fourth. Kaden Malott at 120. Finishes second, then a uh, trio of winners. 126 goes to St. Mary's State Heisey. Mason Ducott from Defiance at 132. And Skylar Kirk from Elida at 138. Zach Grieber from uh, Salina, second in the 144. St. Mary's picks up a win in the 150. Bo Hertenstein with that number one. 165 goes to Caleb Turner from St. Mary's in second place. Just in front of Reese Schnari from Wapak. Wyatt Buell in a third of the 175. Third place for Cole Donovan in the 190 for St. Mary's. And then the exact same way that the WBLs went. Jace Nouse at 215 from Wapak finished first. Tanner Mealy finishes second from St. Mary's. And then at 285, Brees Bolenbacher from Van Wert finished second. The uh, OG sectionals in the uh, Van Buren world had Austin Haley finishing fourth at 215, and OG is a, a collective finishing 11th. Northwest Conference at Allen East taking the uh, sectional win at Lima Central Catholic. Columbus Grove number two. Spencerville in there at eight. At a handful of ones, Owen Beam from Columbus Grove, just a freshman, finished first in the 113. Gavin Grubb, the senior from Crestview, first in the 126. Jordan Neal, the freshman from Allen East at 144. He got first. 150 belongs to Clayton McLean from Ada. Trenton Gatchel from Allen East, first to the 157 class. Kyle Lathrop, 165 for Columbus Grove. Allen East, uh, Braylon Paxson at 175. He was number one. Mason Jerk from, uh, Spen or Maddox Jerk, rather, from uh, Spencerville. Number one, just in front of Landon Ockmoody, who finished fourth from Columbus Grove. Allen East, Brogan Paxson at number one in a 215 class. And uh, Kaiden Culbertson, number two in the 185. Bluffton in the uh, sectionals and Rossford finished fifth as a team. They got a... Uh, one in Wyatt Nouse, the 113. Brendan Cross finished second in the 120. Jed Blackburn second in the 114 or 144. Evan Grothaus third in the 165. And Kyle Basil third in the 190. So all of those kids will uh, head on to the district round at Rossford. And that is a long look at everything going on. I promise you when we come back, there's basketball talk. We'll talk first to head coach at St. Henry and Eric Rosenbeck. And then we'll talk about the Ohio Northern Polar Bears and another big run for them with head coach Mark Hulsman when we return here on Around the Hearn. Hey, you! Are you struggling to stay awake in the morning? Do you just need a jump start to your day? Then you need to find some Revision Espresso Coffee from the Roboto Coffee Lab in Columbus Grove. Launched in April of 2019, Roboto Coffee is fueled by a passion for outstanding coffee. Held by the owner and head roaster in Aaron Bremer. No matter what type of coffee you're looking for, RobotoCoffeeLab.com has it. Can't make a choice? Check out their sample pack. Roboto Coffee Lab in Columbus Grove. Made by locals who care about you and your coffee. Back now uh, talking to St. Henry uh, basketball coach Eric Rosenbeck. Coming off a big win last night, 75-69. 
a pretty emotional night, though, because I have to say, I said this on Twitter, and I will say this to you, I absolutely love that you're a guy who appreciates everybody around you who helps make the program what it is. And your director of basketball operations, Paul Hemmelgarn, you did a really uh, sweet and special thing for him to honor him and what he has meant to your program. Kinda how did that come about last night? Uh, well, it's been 25 years, and uh, it just kind of came about through discussions of, like, how long has he been doing this? We've kind of been keeping track at 15 and 20 and different banquets, and obviously, you know, 25 is a silver anniversary and a big deal for a lot of people, including for us. And so if, if we can uh, honor somebody that does this, as good of things as what Paul Hemmelgarn does, then we're absolutely going to do everything in our power too. And uh, we thought it was bigger than just uh, at our banquet, which our banquet's really important to us. It's uh, a way to honor our seniors for sticking it out, et cetera. Um, but for the community, because he does so much for them and, and loves the game so much. So um, all those pieces coming together led to us um, honoring him last night. Well, it's always funny. I like to joke with him, and I even did it before the game yesterday of – you know, because he's such a youthful-looking gentleman that I said, when you graduate high school and you stop helping out, I'm going to be very upset. Uh, I've never known it without him. As a matter of fact, like, about everybody in our area uses huddle assist now. And the huddle assist guy, the, the sales guy, could not understand me. Uh, I kept saying, I, I don't need that. I have Paul. And he kept kind of almost being... Uh, borderline sarcastic of like, well, this Paul guy must be awesome. I'm like, I'm telling you, yes. Like, you think I'm crazy. Like, he is better than anything anyone on the planet can produce. Like, he's that good. And I'm not just saying this. And the guy's, oh, he must be great. And I'm like, he is. I've told you that five times now. And I will stick with him forever for all my stats. I trust him more than anybody on the planet. Uh, you've been up around him. Like, the operation he runs with different kids over the years has just been phenomenal. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's just, he's the best at what he does. And he loves St. Henry basketball. It's kind of a release valve for him. So good for us. His release valve gets us, saves us just hours and hours of time. My wife's a coach. I see her stat and restat. And then, you know, I've talked to other coaches and, uh, for us just to have Paul and trust her, him live in game is just awesome. So the lesson here is if St. Henry's athletic department is ever broke, you can maybe just rent out Paul for a day. Uh, he would get, he would make everybody broke because he deserves about a thousand dollars a day because he's that awesome. But it is really funny because there is nowhere else I go that the uh, guy will come up to me and again in Paul's case, uh, he's such a wonderful human being. Of hey, give me your email and I will email you every stat every quarter. And sure enough, I look in and I have three emails at the end of every quarter of anything I could possibly want to know. That's got to help you though be able to kind of at times look at and go, okay, what, I, I see the game, but what are we not doing well? What do I kind of maybe need to talk about during a timeout of, oh, here's my backup of, see, we're not doing this well. Yeah, it's it's every, it's all the time, even and you've been in our games where it's, and in the first quarter, how many offensive rebounds they have? Four. How many times have they scored off those? Three. Well, guys, they got seven points off four offensive rebounds. Maybe we might want to check somebody out at halftime to trust those stats, know what they're about is, is a big, big benefit. And, uh, yeah, we absolutely take it very seriously and know that he is, uh, like I said, so many times over the best at what he does. Last night, you guys are down 14, 13 after one, you come back to get a 26, 20, 26 lead at the half. Uh, how was that game? I mean, other than nerve wracking, because they were able to hit some shots. It felt like in the first half, Jackson Foster has that big three, you get the momentum right before the half. But it seemed like he was just going to have a night and you guys were going to have to figure it out. 
Um, yeah, like he, uh, he he did get going, but it was great for us because like like the film does not lie. Like we're we're watching them versus Allen East and seeing their scores versus St. Mary's and Walpock. We knew that they were alone and uh, and I loved our energy. And so I was really, really happy to see us end up with a 75 spot because I thought that was what kind of cost us for St. Mary's was our energy was just brutal. And uh, Coach Timmerman, myself, Coach Ehlers, everybody on our coaching staff are diehard believers of the game rewards toughness and honors toughness and people are mentally engaged. And so um, when we are, then we, we turn ourselves into a load. And, and the first half, there's a lot of opportunities that didn't fall. But, but just by playing hard and doing the little things right, we really got it going in the second half. And we were able to, to put up 47 in the second half, which is a big number. Um, defensively, we have all sorts of stuff to work on, which is great with basically 10 days to our next tournament game. Uh, we can really dig in and rock and roll from there. At the half, Evan and Luke have 16 combined. They end up with 50 as a collective. I mean, did you just kind of laugh at times of, okay, they're hitting these shots, and they're hitting kind of ridiculous shots at time of, those are 50-50 at best of whether they go in, but you were kind of getting the right role. Well, seeing that, but that's the thing. That's like, that's where our, that's our kind of our belief system as a coaching staff. Like, I think those shots are about 20% when our energy's not good. And I think they're about 75 when they're, when our energy's good. And, and I could tell, uh, and I was so glad they got rewarded because I, when they came off to the bench, we had guys that were painting, they were tired, they were breathing hard or sweating. And when we're doing that, it doesn't allow time for thinking. And we don't run a whole lot of sets We're we're pretty much, we're going to go play basketball. But if you do it this way, cause we've done it many different ways over the 15 years I've been here. And you, the, the guys that are on the floor have to bust it the entire time. And I thought we were, I thought defensively, we definitely had some huge breakdowns um, that we can fix and show on film, but it comes down to the energy and the effort at first. And, and so, yeah, those, those shots that are questionable, uh, they're just not nearly as questionable. Whereas we're St. Mary's when we're shooting, it's like, oh, we're just chucking the ball. And, and it, it is, it's like when, when seeing it live, everybody in the gym can feel it like, well, that's just a four shot compared to others um, like last night where it's like, nope, he's got it and go from there. When you're removed from it, I imagine it's a different thing of when you get to the end of the game, you, you realize, I mean, that's a team better than two and 19 that is that a fun basketball game at the end? I mean, not, I'm sure it's not as much during while you're trying to figure out how to stop their shooting. Uh, fun all the way around. Um, it was, it was terrific. I, I loved it in game. I loved it after the game. I loved every part of it. Um, they played their they played their tails off, and they were able to get a bunch of offensive rebounds in the second half, um, which is more film for us. Um, we did a great job versus St. Mary's, but a brutal job versus Delphus. So we got to get some consistency on the defensive end and on our blockouts. Um, on our offensive glass, we have just been phenomenal all year. Our guys go and they go hard, and we did it again last night, which was great. But um, I think one on one, just keeping guys in front and making sure we we not only you know touch somebody, but actually hit them and, and go check out would be big things for us to focus on the rest of the week. One thing that has been a consistent force in your 15 years is playing at home. 121 and 32, you've got now four 10-win uh, seasons. You're 11-1 and one this year. What is it about playing in that gym that just turns you guys into a different animal? Uh, I think St. Henry is one of the, the best basketball towns in the state of Ohio and our fans are really well educated and 
Uh, I don't know if every coach is going to say that um, in, in true honesty. And I do. I, I think our fans are, are they know and they'll let me hear about it when we're not competing at the right level or executing at the right level. And quite frankly, most of the time I agree with a lot of what they're saying. And so the town takes it very seriously. We get great turnout. Our pet band is awesome. Mrs. Hardings leads those guys. Um, so you get all those factors involved. Um, it can really, really help give you a home court advantage. And then we have the older school, you know, 19, early 1980s gym, um, you know, uh, it's got a little bit uniqueness to it. So all those factors, and then obviously the most important thing, having talented players, you know, you brought up Evan and Luke, and you bring Logan and Devin and Hayden and Caden and, and Carter and Don and Curtis and all those guys, they can play basketball. So, uh, yeah, it's all those factors kind of wound into one. I had not been there in a couple of years, I'll be honest with you. But when I walked in last night, I thought it is incredibly bright in this building with the all white and the paint they've done the last couple of years and those new lights. I, I, I don't know when that happened, but man, I, I feel like I feel bad for whoever signs a check for the electric bill. <laughs> well, part of it is just the paint. We got a new paint job and the whole basically 80% and basically where the, the red padding is up is, is white. And so it really just breaks it. And then whenever you have a lighter floor like we do, which is redone here in the last four or five years, uh, it does. And, uh, yeah, and, and some of the new lighting, et cetera. So, um, yeah, and, and there are some places where we go. And um, even back when I played at Rushi, like we had some – our gym was pretty dark back. They really lit it up since I graduated. But, yeah, I know you meet some of these gyms are a little bit darker, and, and ours does have a, a very, very – brightness to it to, to say the least speaking of bright and rushi they were pretty good when they came to your place in december you start out by beating my alma mater on a friday night lose to rushi as part of a three straight tough losses back to back on the road in overtime when you go through those first four games and kind of the swing of emotions of how that works i mean where are you guys at going into the loramie game before you rip off 13 in a row uh, we were pretty broken. We, we had a lot of, a lot of internal discussions, a lot of stuff going on within the team that we needed to, to get addressed. Um, Shawnee's a really good team. Core's a really good team. Bruce is obviously a really good team. Uh, but we, we thought we had the cold water game. We definitely thought we had the Shawnee game up five was 70 seconds and, and they made plays that we didn't. Um, and we had to really self check on who we are, what we wanted to be about. And, uh, I give these seniors all the credit in the world because they bought in, they listened. We were able to rip off those 13. Uh, I think Delphus was a perfect storm, and um, they just gave us a good old-fashioned butt-whooping, and sometimes, unfortunately, we never want that to happen. It does. That's why the St. Mary's game kind of caught me off guard. I thought we kind of learned our lesson, and, and I didn't think we brought the right energy for us to learn our lesson. So, um, so yeah, for us to come back last night and persevere when they were obviously shooting the ball really well was was great to see. It must just be something about those blue and gold teams. If you could just get away from those for the rest of the year. <laughs> well, we're going to probably either see Minster or Mary local. One of those two, we can get by LTC or Lima Perry. So we might see another blue and gold. We'll see how it shakes out and uh, make sure we're getting ourselves ready. We have talked before about kind of how the Northwest and the Southwest district sort of screws everything up with timing and of where everything is. But the last couple of weeks, the OHSAA has come out and said, We'll go with more divisions. We're going to put out seven divisions. Uh, it seems like from looking at a lot of the numbers that the only thing that really changes is what your assigned division is. It seems like, okay, if you're D4, you go to six or whatever it is, you take all the same teams with you. 
I mean, are you in favor of the way this has come about or not? Uh, I'm not in favor of the way it's come about. No, like it is what it is. Like that part, um, like that doesn't get me too riled up. So I think it is, it's got some, some quality stuff inside there, but, um, you know, just the idea of voting and being a member, you know, the old John F. Kennedy asked not what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country. Like with the OHSA, um, I, I think some of these are really big decisions and I wish they would look for, for input and they, and they kind of just pull the string and I'm sure they have their reasoning for it, but it's like, Hey, like if we're members and we're voting members, let's, let's bring it to vote. And, and quite honestly, I think there'd be a lot of people that would vote yes for expanding divisions. Um, how many and all that, that's probably why it's so hard. They, you know, they're probably at a loss of like getting too many, too many opinions on things and whatnot. But, um, with that being said, yeah, it's not going to change a whole lot for us. I think basically all your non-football schools would be D7 plus probably about 30 or 40 of them. So maybe somebody like New Bremen or Minster is a little bit smaller than us might go D7. Then all your Rushies, Jackson Centers, Fort Jennings will be D7. So for us, we'll go from being the big boys of D4 to the small guys of D6, which is is fine. Like in the end, you have to play really good teams one way or the other. And um, we'll make sure we're ready for whoever's in front of us whenever that time comes. But it is kind of an oddity, though, because it's kind of two straight decisions. First comes the RPI where it's, okay, we're going to take one thing out of the coach's hands of you guys aren't going to get to, and, and it's been accused of maybe play politics or vote for your buddies or whatever over the years. And you said it perfectly, you still have to play everybody, but it does seem like from the outside that a lot of these decisions are getting made somewhere other than the people that they will most affect. Yeah. And I guess that would be for somebody that's above my pay grade to, to comment on or to see, um, I, I know I've, try to make my voice heard with different folks at different levels. Um, and sometimes we uh, get responses back. Sometimes we don't, but yeah, uh, I mean, no disagreement with you. Uh, with that being said, um, to harp on it at this current moment, I just don't know what that's going to accomplish. Um, it, it does. I wish there was a little bit more feel of being like a team comparative, uh, being directed at, but, um, I'm sure there's people at St. Henry High School that probably feel the same that I make choices and they say, I wish the principal would do more to include instead of, and sometimes it's like, well, there's a lot of factors that that person A, B, or C doesn't know about. So, you know, I don't want to wag the finger at people, but I, I do wish that there was, yeah, you know, more of more discussion on some of these really, really big, important topics like expanding divisions, et cetera. Have you tried to uh, just kind of point those people to your Twitter and say, I think you need a joke? <laughs> no, I would not do that to them. Not, they they have better things to do with their time to look at that. J-O-D. Well, I will say again, I've said this before, but I thoroughly enjoy them. And I may have stolen a couple of them and set them on the air the other night and had Nate just look at me of, where'd you get that from? And then realized, was that from Eric? Okay, I'll let it pass. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that, that sometimes happens for sure, no doubt about it, but. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's getting ready to be tournament time. We're going to give it our all and, you know, kind of roll from there, man. Well, I thank you so much for all the help, and I wish you guys the best luck going down the tournament trail. Yep, you guys stay well. That's Eric Rosenbeck, the head coach at St. Henry. We've got more when we come back here in just a couple of minutes. The Scoop on Main and Glandorf, serving breakfast, lunch, and sweet treats all year long. We are open 
Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays from 7 a.m. until 8 p.m. And Friday from 7 a.m. until 6 p.m. Saturdays are 8 a.m. till 2 p.m. And Sundays are noon until 8. We have a great option of lattes and specialty drinks. We feature a monthly special lunch. And we have soup seasonally. The Scoop on Main at 419-538-5555. That's The Scoop on Main at 136 South Main Street in Glandorf. Anyone who knows me knows that I have long been a fan of a girls' basketball and women's basketball, and specifically, last handful of years, I've got to do some Ohio Northern basketball. And long before that happened, one of my favorite people in the world, who I would see in just completely random places, is now the head coach at Ohio Northern in his fourth year, Mark Hillsman. Big week for you guys. I mean, win the OAC tournament. Now you get to go play almost 500 miles from home, but not quite in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. The, 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 um, it's better to be playing anywhere, however many miles from home, than not playing. Um, so just grateful for that opportunity. Another really cool experience for our players. Um, they've earned it. They've earned it. They've been through This group's been through a lot this year. And uh, they've they persevered. And we started pl- getting good and playing well uh, the last – I don't know, two weeks of the season, I guess. And uh, we've been able to keep winning. So I'm just, I'm glad we get the opportunity. But maybe what a lot of people who aren't around the program don't realize is that last two weeks that you're talking about, you're coming off those back-to-back losses on a Wednesday and a Saturday where you were sort of trying to find yourself. And then it's kind of akin to getting an all-star back in. Your senior, Kristen Lurzman, coming off a tremendous year a year ago, second best rebounding year that the program's ever had. But you get her back for the first time. You have to kind of massage to get her back in that lineup. But boy, oh boy, when she hit the ground running, your Bears just took off. Yeah, she's. Uh, I don't. I don't have a better term for it. I, I've just. I kind of decided she's just the heartbeat of our team. And like, when you have, when you get that, even if you would get a heart transplant, it's still not the same. And so when she came back just that boost to everyone, right? To everyone's confidence, to um, everyone's mental well-being, I think. Um, Just how proud they were of her and how well they want to play for her because they know what she's been through and what she's had to deal with. It's, It's just been incredibly uplifting for us. For me, it gives me somebody I can yell at at practice, and she kind of looks at me and smiles, and we just keep on going. So it's been <laughs> good for me that way, too. That's the secret. Without her, you guys start two and three early on, three teams in that five who are headed into the tournament on their own right. But you're kind of trying to find yourself. I mean, you win four straight. You go out to Vegas and split those two. You're going into January. I mean, how are you kind of feeling about what that season's going to be like? Um. I mean, we got off to a slow start. We're playing a really hard schedule that we put together because we had a really good group coming back, and then we were hurt. Um, We were hurt. We were sick. We hadn't been able to practice as a group very much together. And so we just didn't have the continuity you have to have to play the quality of competition we were playing. So, you know, they were all close games. We didn't get embarrassed at all. They were all competitive. We We were in every game in the fourth quarter. Um, and we just weren't quite ready to win those games at the time. Um, 
you know, you go out to Las Vegas and you're going out there for the experience. Um, we have kids that have never been on an airplane. Uh, we got kids that have never been to a place like Las Vegas. Um, and we end up playing two really good teams. We beat a team in Trinity out of Texas who's really, really good. It's a traditional program, NCAA tournament every year. Um, they're in the tournament again this year. So, you know, they're really good. And then we came back the next day and short turnaround. We played Laverne uh, College out of California. Again, another traditional, good, traditionally good program. And we didn't make any shots the second day. So you're not going to play good teams, not make shots and win. Like, that just doesn't happen. So you lose that game. It's a split. And by the time you get back to Ohio, um, what I'm worried about the first week is uh, is jet lag. <laughs> like, are we going to get our legs back? Um, are they going to get their body clocks turned around? And, you know, we won both games that week. So, you know, you're going in, then you're going into league play. So it's Wednesday, Saturday for whatever that is, five weeks, I think. One, two, three, four, five, six weeks, seven weeks of Wednesday, Saturday. So it's a grind. You got to try to get healthy. You got to take care of your bodies. You got to prepare. Um, and you got to play really well on Wednesday and Saturday for seven weeks in a row. So it's hard, but that's okay. It's well, supposed to be I, hard. I've made that trip a handful of times back from Vegas. First of all, it's the saddest plane ride ever because the airport is right <laughs> down there. You turn to your left as you're boarding to get on and you see the strip. That's, I, yeah. I think to me, is the hardest thing to do. But then you got to get on the airplane and fly away from that to go back to it wasn't great weather early in January. When you guys uh, had to go it to Otterbein. It was a little chilly. Well, especially coming back from Vegas. It was chilly in Vegas. It was, I mean, I was wearing shorts because I'm me, but like, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like it was 75 and sunny out there. I personally think you should have been able to play those two games under aggregate scoring because you lost by seven, you won by seven, <laughs> right. you just pretty much just call it a wash. Yeah. I hate ties. Well, and I'm, I'm impressed that you used the word aggregate correctly there, just in the flow. Of I've been hanging out with like Rich Benson for that, a living. That's kind of what happens. Goodness you know? gracious. Uh, that's my entire goal in life is to impress Rich Benson on commentary. But, you know, I really have gotten to see your team and to see your team grow throughout the course of the year. You had those couple of hard losses. I mean, a bottle Wallace, and then you come back after losing to Capital back to back games in, in a four day span. And you just go on that streak where you just blow out pretty much the OAC the rest of the month. Couple of hard losses. What did you learn though? Because that second Baltimore Wallace loss, February the seventh, seventy-two, seventy-one, was a heartbreaker, and that it sort of ebbed and flowed back and forth. I've got to imagine that you're one of those guys that learns more in a loss than you do in a win. Um, I mean, I try to learn something no matter what the result is. I think that's my job. Um. I don't know. I mean, we lost by one. We lost the game on a difficult. Diff I mean, the kid made a great kid from BW made a great play, gave her credit, knocked down the two free throws to put them up one. Um, we still had the possession there with one, 1 1.8, I believe on the clock. And we got a shot off that it could have gone in, but I mean, Bryn had 32 already. So the idea that I'm upset that she didn't get to 35 is pretty ridiculous. Um, I think, I think what it showed our players is that our good is good enough to compete with everybody. And we just had to worry about being good. 
and getting better so that we could be good all the time. And I think that's that approach really helped us through the close of the season. Um, we just played better. You know, the game that Marietta on whatever that was the first Saturday in February, I was that we were really poorly coached that game. Um, and we got dump trucked and we deserved to, cause we were really poorly coached, um, poorly prepared and just not good. So, you know, we got what we deserved that day. It was my fault. Um, and I just, I think, I don't know, after that, we started playing better. We got some confidence and just played better. So, you know, it's, you try to learn something no matter what. I don't, if you have to lose to learn something, you probably shouldn't be in coaching. <laughs> That is the uh, the words from the uh, coach, the OAC champion, Ohio Northern Polar Bears, Mark Hilsman, by the way. Since that point, though, 5-1 uh, and one in your last six. Beat Capital, went to Wilmington 1, had that tough loss at Muskingum. But then you get to the OAC tournament. You guys uh, beat up on John Carroll. It seemed like in the first half, anything you drew up, anything you threw up was going to go in. That big win, and then you carry over the momentum of you know, people are kind of looking at, all right, defending champions, you guys are a different team in that you've got a, a tremendous player back. You're able to work her in. Everything's kind of going your way. And then just everything went your way in that first half in Berea. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's because of how we were going at it, Michael. Like, we we played really, really hard, and we played really well together on offense and we were really connected defensively um, and we rebounded the ball. Well, at least we did on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, And I think, I think the results were because of how we were going at it because of how we played because of our process. Not, I don't know. I just, I think the, the basketball, the basketball gods reward toughness. They reward basketball being played the right way. And I think that's that's how it should be. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if we were doing it on purpose, as best I can put it, I guess. You beat number one on the road. You turn back around and have to go. Not a great trip to Marietta. You go down early, kind of are able to, to get set and get everything going. You're down mm-hmm. 32-30 at the half. You guys kind of fight, yeah. fight, fight throughout that whole game. But what was it about the fourth quarter? You outscore them 20-9. to nine to win 63-55 that just that team just stuck to it and just said, no, you know what? This is our time. We're taking that trophy back to Ada. Uh, we've got kids who have played in big games their entire lives. Um, you know, everybody returning from when we played in some big games last year, so we got all our upperclassmen who are back who have had to perform in big games and big moments in crunch time, um, you know, Kristen had to carry the load for her high school team at Fort Jennings through four years. Um, Bryn played on a really good high school team in Northern Pittsburgh. So they were playing in big games for four years. Layla Diles played in the regionals at Willard, I think every year for her high school career. Um, you know, Abby Akamine played in a really good high school program out in Hawaii. Noel Ruane's been playing in district semifinals and district finals for her career at, at St. Mary's. Abby Dixon played for her dad in high school. Um, and they play for district title every year. Mackenzie Sopranos played in state. You know, Gabby Croft played in big games. Chloe Glenn's played for however many state titles she played for in her four years at Ottawa. So, you know, we've got kids who have had to be good in, in big moments. Um, 
And so you challenge them to do it and they do it and then they're not afraid and you know, they're not afraid to fail, which I thought was really important. They play with great confidence and the, the ball went in. Uh, we made some free throws down the stretch and we've got as good a closer as there is in the country. And so we give her the ball a lot in the last three minutes and she makes a lot of really good decisions. So uh, it's, that's what happened in the fourth quarter, I think. Statistically, there has never been a player at Ohio Northern the likes of Bryn Serban. She's one of only one player to do half the things that she's ever done. Thousand points, yeah. rebounds, assists, steals, free throw shooting, three-point shooting. But what is it about her as a leader? Because you have a pretty young team that you're able to put freshmen and sophomores in there, give them five, six, seven, eight minutes, and know that if she's in a rotation with them, whether it's during that game or during practice, that they're going to come out better because of it. She's just steady, Michael. Um, she gives other people confidence. She's really hard on herself, but the way she talks to her teammates is the polar opposite of how she talks to herself. And she just gives everybody confidence. She creates good shots for them. She makes life easy. She's She plays so hard. And she plays hard in practice. She doesn't take plays off. She doesn't take drills off. Um, she's been here whatever, four and a half seasons. I count the COVID season as a half a season. And she hasn't taken a day off from practice in four and a half seasons. She hasn't taken a drill off in four and a half seasons. And so the impact that that has on your team is immeasurable, I think. Because, I mean, are you going to cruise? Like, if you're not, if you're young, a young player, are you going to cruise through a drill if you watch Bryn? going at it and now you're going to you're going to cruise because you don't like the drill or what we're working on like no you're not going to do that um so that's that's part of it um she's got really good parents michael uh, her her parents are they're just really good people they are they have their priorities straight they want good they want the right things for her um they give her such good perspective and um, she's, she's, she's the total package. I mean, she, she impacts the game at both ends of the floor and everything in between. And yeah, she's, her numbers show that. And again, the things that you don't see are who she is as a person. You don't see who her family is and the way that they support her and our program and the other players in it. And me as a coach, you don't see how she approaches practice every day. And she just she just sets a really high standard and she drags people along. And it's it's been terrific. Tournament coming up. You guys are gonna go visit the Scrantonians way out there on the other side of Pennsylvania. Maybe you can pick her mom up on the way, but when you kind of <laughs> yeah. look at how your run has been, I mean, last year you host those pods, this year you go on the road. As the OSC champions, I mean, how odd is it of waiting till Monday afternoon of, okay, let's let's see our, our number come up when you've got Baltimore Wallace in there and you've got Trine in there and you've got Ohio Wesley and you've got all these teams that are so close to, okay, where's our mm -hmm. pod coming up? Where are we going? Yeah, uh, it's good because we knew we were in, so it was less stressful. Um, we knew our name was going to come up. It was just a matter of where it was going to be. 
um, you know, 500 miles gets you a lot of places. So, um, luckily you've you only know, got to go 490 miles. Well, you know, the, the NCAA did us a favor there. Uh, <laughs> right. Cause they sent Baltimore is 493. So. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I just, it's more about who you're playing and, and what pods you're in and okay, where are we going? Cause you kind of, you have to know those things so you can figure out the logistical stuff. Um, when you're leaving, when you can leave, what the NCAA pays for, what days they start paying for things, all that stuff. How many people do they pay for? All of all the all the logistical stuff um, that has to get done. You know, th- th- that's the, those are the biggest stressors. And then, you know, eventually, you get done with the logistical stuff, and you can try to prepare to play a basketball game. Um, the hard part is you got to get ready for three really good teams. <laughs> It's not, you know, there's no, all the bad teams are out now. So you have to get ready to play three really good teams. You've got two days basically on campus to do it. Um, and that's just what it is. So that that's the hard part for us. I know there's a lot of work, obviously, that goes into this team from talking to you, from seeing your team. But, I mean, when you look back at this so far this season, what you guys have accomplished and – kind of the way this team has had to come together a couple of times with circumstances. How much fun has just being around this group been? Because I see that it looks like this is a pretty loose, but pretty well put together group of, they all seem to like each other. Yeah, they do. They, they all get along. Um, how much fun? I'm the wrong guy for fun. Um, I do the job the wrong way. I don't have enough fun. Um, I've got to find a healthier, better way to do the job, but um, I love our kids. They're, they're really good people. They come from really good parents. Um, they've got their priorities straight. We've got really good students. Our team GPA in the fall semester was like three, three, five something. And our kids are in pharmacy. They're in engineering. They're in nursing. Uh, we've got an accredited business college. So those courses are difficult. Um, you know, they're, they're in hard stuff. We got kids on the bus studying, going to and from games, reading words that I can't pronounce, and they can spell them right. And so it's how do you know they're spelling them right? Oh, it looks good. Well, yeah, that's (laughs) how I'd guess it too. Sure, sure. So they're just, they're really good. They're just, they're, they're fun to be around that way. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I've got to do a better job of how I go about this. So it's more enjoyable, but like, our kids are really good to be around. Really fun. They get, they're probably a little too loose for, for my taste, but players playing tight has never been good for anybody. So, well, I love your program and I can't thank you enough. And I hope that it all no, works out it. starting this weekend. Thanks, Michael. That's Mark Hillsman, the head coach that. at Ohio Northern university. We've got some more when we come back in just a couple of minutes. If you're looking for an award-winning service and parts department with a distinguished history in the community, look no further than Lee Kinsel Sales and Service at 650 West Irvin Road in Van Wert. Are you seeking a new Chevy, Buick, or GMC, or pre-owned vehicle? Then be sure to check out our website at LeeKinsel.com or drive over today to Van Wert and see why we guarantee the best service after the sale you can find. That's Lee Kinsel Sales and Service at 650 West Irvin Road in Van Wert, Ohio, or online at LeeKinsel.com. Chevrolet, together. Let's drive. He's my daddy, Michael. 
Hi. Welcome back. Final time. Hopefully you enjoyed the uh, conversation with Eric Rosenbeck and uh, Mark Hilsman and a look at everything going on. A lot of basketball going on tonight and uh, tomorrow. I encourage you to get out and watch. There are some great games around the way. You can also, if you happen to see any of the news guys from WLIO, it is hashtag TV or uh, Tyson Time or Dave's Here Man. Those are my social media platforms that I'm trying to make a, a big thing and get those guys recognized for all the hard work that they do. You can also hit me up with scores as well at Michael Hearn PVP throughout the course of the uh, season. I'll try and get up as many as I can and some great guests coming up on this show as well. But thanks to Eric, thanks to Mark, and thanks to you for listening. Have a great night and an even better tomorrow from all of us here at Around the Hearn. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.